The following is one of our favorite car talk shows of all time. Did you make that up? Yeah. What is this really? <laughs> A random tape I picked out of the box so we could go on vacation. Okay. Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, and we're broadcasting this week from the Center for Criminal Stupidity here at Car Talk Plaza. Now, this should cheer everyone up. This is a true story, evidently. Yeah, and it was in Automotive News. It was reported by Automotive News, that's right. It's an automotive story. You ready for this? Yeah. A guy walks into Patrick Auto Sales. This is a used car dealership uh, near Detroit. The guy, whose name is Bobby James Webb Stokes III. You're going to worry right away. <laughs> allegedly pulls out an Uzi-style firearm and demands a car. The salesman, fearing for his life, hands over the keys to an 87 Chrysler LeBaron. You're a you're LeBaron or your life. <laughs> There's an easy choice. No-brainer. <laughs> anyway, this guy, Webb Stokes, takes off in the car, and later on, he calls the dealership to complain that the LeBaron is overheating. <laughs> the salesman says, oh, really? Why don't you bring it in? <laughs> he does. And he's arrested on the spot. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? <laughs> it had to be true. You couldn't make up a you story like that. You can't make up this stuff. <laughs> There's a TV show, The World's Stupidest Criminals or something, and it's full of the guys like this. Well, I remember hearing a few years ago there were a couple of guys that decided they were going to steal an, an ATM, and they hook up their bumper of their pickup truck <laughs> with a chain to this ATM machine and they try to yank the thing out of its mooring and they try and, and what happens is it rips the bumper off the truck of course. realizing that they're not going to get the thing out they take off leaving the bumper and the with the plate. license plate <laughs> behind anyway if you'd like to call us with something stupid you know I'll get a stupid answer from us the number is 1888 car talk that's 888227 Eight two five five. Oh, thank heavens! Hello, you're, you're on Car Talk. How you doing? Good. Who's this? Uh, Charlie Zap from uh, Lynn, Massachusetts. Talking from the GE plant. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie Zap. Yeah. Lynn, Massachusetts. GE. This is where you guys make the electric boats, right? Well, we make the big uh, fighter engines for the F four. Yeah, you mean you make jet engines up there? Same thing. Yeah, they're a little <laughs> easier to, uh, I think, uh, troubleshoot than cars sometimes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, anyway, what's your last name? You said? Uh, well, my nickname is Zap. Z A P. Oh, it's oh it must be Zapparelli. Well, uh, it's Polish. Uh, how's that? Zapolski. 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 Yeah. Oh, good old. Good See, old your grandparents must have been. The pollsters. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's going on, Charlie? Oh, I don't know. My uh, my my uh, youngest boy. He's got a a '93 Ford Taurus. He had it since it's twelve thousand miles. It's got uh, around forty to fifty. Car runs really well, but the only thing it does when it's when you first start up and it's cold, it, the idle surges up and down to the point where it almost stalls, and then she comes right back up again and goes down again, almost like a slow slow heartbeat. Uh-huh. So it's... Yeah, like it. it only lasts for about five minutes. When it warms up, it's it's gone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and the check engine light has never come on during this time? No. You haven't had anyone look at this either? I had it to a garage, and the guy couldn't figure it out. So uh, that's when I decided I'm not going to nickel and dime this thing anymore. Well, yeah, you're gonna, I'm going to call two guys and talk to them for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try about a month to get to you guys. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, uh, there, there are a lot of things it could be. I mean, there are two things that come to mind. Right? Yeah, what are the two things that come to your little mind? Uh, no, I'm talking to my brother. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, it could be a faulty coolant temp sensor. I like it. Uh, and it might not be bad enough to, to turn on the check engine light. It may just be out of whack when the engine's cold, and that would make the thing surge mm -hmm. because it would confuse the computer. And they're about 20 bucks. The other thing it could be is something called the idle air control. If, if you open the hood and look in the vicinity where the throttle cable attaches to the manifold, yeah. you will find the little device that's held on by two screws and it has a plug on it, and that's the idle air control. And you can unbolt that thing and clean it with a solvent like gum out, you know, carburetor cleaner. Mm -hmm. It may be that that thing is sticking and it's causing the surge. So I would do that first because that doesn't cost much of anything. You know, funny that you mention that because uh, I, I took it to this guy, uh, mm. and when I first took it to him, he said there's a thing called a dead stop idle, and he adjusted that, and it worked for a little while. But he says next time if it does it, he's going to have to clean out what you're saying there. Oh. Mm -hmm. The idle air control. And, well, and clean one, it out. one thing that you can do is while it's surging like this, mm -hmm. take off your shoe and <laughs> give this thing a little whack with the heel of your shoe. Boop! And if it does anything different, that probably means that was it. This is why we don't let my brother in the shop anymore, Charlie. <laughs> this is a scientific approach. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, but it's not unscientific because the shoe is just exactly the right implement with which to whack this thing. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't want to hit it with a hammer. It's aluminum. You might break it. You might break it if you hit it with anything heavier than a shoe. The shoe is relatively soft. Yeah, yeah. So the heel of the shoe yeah. is just the right consistency and wait. I'm with you. So <laughs> you going to work on Monday? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. But try the try the the cleaner first. Yeah. And I'll try the shoe, then the cleaner. And if that doesn't work, try a coolant temp sensor. And if that doesn't work, then you need to call us back. Hey Charlie, lots of luck. And if you have any trouble with those jet engines, uh, don't, take off your shoe. I'll take off my safety shoe. <laughs> Very good, gentlemen. See thanks. you, Charlie. Thank you, guys. Thanks for your call. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 1-888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, my name is uh, Justin Slattery. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Justin. And, uh, well, I've got a little problem with my car. I've got an 88 Honda Civic, and it's got about a, over 156,000 miles on it. Yeah. And uh, it's, running, it's running good. My, my dad's a mechanic. He works on it every now and then. But the problem doesn't really lie in the engine. It's the car speakers. Every, every time it rains down here, water floods in through the speakers. And I, really, I don't know what to do about it. Floods in through the speakers? Yeah, like, like when I'm driving, it just, it just starts pouring in through the speakers. And if I'm listen, listening to music, it shoots out. I mean, I've <laughs> even been listening to your show before, and it just, like, totally cuts out. And water starts pouring in. My feet get wet. It's, it's embarrassing. It's do terrible. you listen mostly to Handel's water music? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Where are the speakers mounted? It, it's in the door. It's in the oh. Yeah, the doors are filling up with water, yeah. and the water can't get out. That's easy. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out where the water's coming in from. I even asked my dad about it. He doesn't even know what to do. Your dad is a mechanic, and he doesn't well, know what to do? Well, he works on the uh, the engine and stuff. He's not, I mean, he's, oh. he doesn't, not a mechanic as a job. I mean, he's not a profession. No, no, he's just, ah, just a funsies. A, hobby, you know what I mean? a funsies guy, yeah. Yeah. The doors f can frequently get water in them because the, the where the window comes up is not absolutely tight oh not by any means so i mean in most cars they make an attempt to make that tight put that little piece of felt that's along the edge there so the window rides between these two little pieces of stuff and there's a little weather strip that that goes with it, it touches the glass so it actually acts like a squeegee when you roll the window yeah. up and down but yeah. it ain't foolproof oh, by a oh, long no, shot and it's not designed to be it's not the, and, the, and the door is designed to get 
right. water in it, but it, there are holes which allow the water to come out. Right. Yours are plugged. You need to drill some holes. Yeah, they figured we can't keep the water out, so it would be good if we arranged to have the water go out when it comes in. So those little holes are designed to allow the water to exit, and the backup system is the speaker. So where, <laughs> where should I drill a hole that? Oh, in, right in the side of the door. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's 10 years old. What do you care? Yeah, I would drill the holes hey, closer to the bottom and not up near the top because, you know. I mean, the holes, the holes might be there. I mean, the, the holes are there. They're just plugged up. If you open the door and okay. lie down on your back, okay, <laughs> uh, you'll see what used to be the holes because they'll be sort of all, they'll be round. Okay. And, well, they may not even be round, but you might be able to poke around. I don't know what they look like, what the door drain holes look like in an 88 Civic. I can't recall ever contemplating them. No. But if, the, if you can't find anything, you can drill a couple of holes with an electric drill. Yeah. Okay. It won't hurt anything. There's nothing down there to hurt. Okay. Drill some big holes. Don't yeah. worry about it. It'll be fun. Okay. See you, Justin. All right. Thanks a lot. Hey, good luck, man. Okay. Thanks for calling. Hey, no problem. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we have to pause right now and take a break. Pause for station identification? Is this where we go powder on noses? For powder? Example? Powder? The only thing that's going to help your nose is maybe gunpowder. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Hey, bartender, I'm back. Treat me right. More trouble with my woman now. We'll fight. There's no other lover, no broken heart, but she still has problems when she drives a car. Another rear ender, another new fender tonight. She's driving me to drinking. My checkbook just keeps shrinking She's a queen of demolition Won't pay attention All to get a permanent license suspension She's the owner of the body shop's best friend Never met a vehicle she can't bend She's driving me to drinking again and even though aging hippies remove their vegan, cruelty-free sandals and pound their radios with them whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, and we're here to discuss cars, car repair, and the fine art of killing time at work. Oh, how now, sweet it is. In addition to distracting you from your insignificant car problems on, on the weekend, we also have taken on the awesome responsibility of helping you kill time during the week, from the sanctity of your very own cubicle. Oh, really now? How now, do we do should that? Should you find yourself with an extra, I don't know, like three or four hours a day to kill at work this it week? It happens. Just surf on over to our website, cartalk.com, and there you will find a classic Car Talk puzzler hmm. from the Puzzler Archives for your perusal. So, I see, I would have said, and there you will find for your perusal. A classic car talk puzzle because that's a misplaced. Well, especially if you don't know the name, the, if you don't phrase. know the, the definition of the word perusal, you might have thought that the puzzle will help your condition. Maybe oh, perusal yeah. is it's a condition. It's for your perusal. It's for your perusal. Oh, shrink man. perusals without surgery. <laughs> anyway, every week this summer, while our puzzler is on vacation, we will post another archival puzzler to to uh, soothe your aching perusal <laughs> and uh, it'll challenge you during those particularly dull hours at work 
those hours like between nine and twelve and one and five. Yeah, that other hour, you, that's always okay. Twelve oh, yeah. to one, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> if you'd like to call us, we'll take your calls at one eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi there. Hi, hi there. Hi. Oh, this is Freddie Boom Boom Washington. <laughs> <laughs> this is Steve Brown. I'm calling from Freeport, Maine. Hi, Steve. How you doing? Good. So, what's up? Well. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, on a recent trip, uh, we took a long trip out to uh, Oberlin, Ohio, to uh, help gather my uh, daughter's things from college. Uh-huh. And uh, somehow in the excitement, I, I now this is a, a 1995 Camry wagon. You'll have to pardon my brother. He has a case of the winds today. <laughs> It's okay. No, I'm, I'm, I was opening a can of soda. Oh, that's it, what that was? And if you hadn't shaken it as much as you did, it wouldn't have gone pssst I like didn't that. shake it. I You always shake it I, before you give it to me. Inadvertently dropped it, and it <laughs> fell down the entire flight of stairs. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. No problem. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you're bumming so around. the car over. up. Yeah. And and somehow I think I lost consciousness for a few minutes. We jumped in the car, <laughs> put it in the gear, started heading down Main Street of Oberlin, Ohio, and and somehow I I lost the contact with reality for a second, and I shoved it into gear. Well, unfortunately, I shoved it forward all the way. It's uh, uh, thinking it was oh, uh, uh, standard. I threw it into park. It's an automatic. Yeah. And and it and done it, it many it, times myself. <laughs> it made a terrible grinding sound, and I'm wondering if I've done any sort of permanent damage. Uh, if you park on a hill, will it roll away on you? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, then you're all right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it happens. I mean, if you drive stick shifts and you drive automatics, there are times when you don't know where you are. Exactly. I mean, I have that problem most of the time that I don't know where I am. Might, might it not help, uh, or is it possible to design, um, to design a car in such a way that that would not be possible? Oh, there are cars which you cannot put into park uh -huh. without pressing the little button. On the side of the shifter? Well, I probably did that. You probably did that. Yeah, too, right? yeah. <laughs> Inadvertently. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I, I tell you what I've been doing lately. I was, I've been driving an Aurora, an Oldsmobile Aurora, which, by the way, I like. Yeah. And it has the shifter on the floor. Huh. Well, the car I had been driving prior to that had the shifter on the steering wheel. Yeah. So every time I stop and attempt to put it into park... I turn on the windshield wipers, which is the other little stalk there that's sticking out on the right-hand side where the shifter ought to be. Is this what I have to look forward to when I'm your age? Yeah. I mean, Jeez. because it's so hard to pay attention, you know? Well, listen, thank yes, you. Yes, it is. Good advice. I'll go, I'll go put it on a hill and see if it rolls. <laughs> yeah, see if it rolls. Thanks a lot. Stay in the car while you're doing this test. Absolutely. Right. See you, you, guys, you guys are great. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Bye. One eight 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 Car Talk or one eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, it's Christy. Christy. Cr Christy. From, from wait, where? wait. Uh, oh, don't tell us. Don't. Yeah, no. She's gonna tell us where she's from. We're gonna tell her how to spell it. I'm from Chicago. From, oh, from Chicago. Oh, so it's just C H R I S T I E. T Y. T Y. Yeah, right. That's what he meant. T Y. That's yeah. what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you had been, if you had been like from, like from you know, some other, place. like from L.A., <laughs> K I Y S T E I E, no E E E. That's <laughs> the way a cheerleader spells it. Right, that's a cheerleader spelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it. So, what's going on, Christy? 
I want to ask you guys about a car problem that happened about 15 years ago oh. to my dad's old citation that I was driving. I've been feeling bad about it for a while, and I just kind of <laughs> like to find out exactly you just want what You want closure. They call this closure. Yeah. Yes, it is closure. Yeah. <laughs> this is something that's been plaguing you for 15 years. Causing you nightmares. Is it something he's been nights. blaming you for for 15 years? Well, no, he years? doesn't really know. I mean, oh. it's, it's, but, you know. <laughs> but there is still reference to it after all these years? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, oh. there's, there's, you know, the car the yeah. car died, and I think he, was, he okay. was kind of surprised. Lay it on us. Okay. Um, I was driving. I was about 16 years old, and I was driving from South Bend, Indiana. Oh, it was your fault. <laughs> well, shut up. <laughs> Okay, I'm driving. It's a 19, I think it was about a 1982 Chevy Citation. And Ugly, what, year, what year would this have been? This would have been like 1982. This was in 83. I think the car was maybe a year old. Yeah, so you're driving from South Bend to where? So I'm trying to get down to the uh, Indiana University down in Bloomington, Indiana. It's about a four and a half hour drive. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, I get about, I drive for about like half an hour and the temperature light starts kind of coming on. I mean, it's kind of coming on, it's going off, it's coming on. It's not doing it in any kind of consistent way. You know, it'll blink on for a while. And so anyway, I was just like, okay, this is an electrical problem. So So it's this. like, this is a glitch. Yeah, yeah. right. Because yeah. we've had some glitchy cars before. We've had some real sure. lemons. So I'm like, this is just another weirdo car thing. Yeah. So I go into the glove compartment, get out a piece of tape, put it over the light. Because <laughs> I just don't want to be dealing with this. Were you listening to our to show go. at that time? <laughs> no. I didn't know you guys were. I didn't, were you guys on the air? That well, yeah, we used to sell the special tape. In fact, yeah, <laughs> we still have it. Yeah. So you put the tape over the light. I put the tape over the you light. Keep driving. I keep driving. Well, I start losing acceleration, but that doesn't really stop me. I keep going until the car actually just stops. I mean, I can't. I can't actually go any further. Yeah. And now I'm in. I'm kind of like in southern Indiana. And I get towed down to this little mechanic shop uh-huh mm-hmm. they put a new thermostat in the car and but they told me to go back to south bend they're like this is you know they they said this is like a band-aid but you know go back to south bend and of course i didn't i drove another three hours went down to indiana you know bloomington drove back the next day four and a half hours you drove down to bloomington because your boyfriend was I there just right? had a par- i had a party to go to down there i was young yes. so you turn around you drive four hours back yeah and and, you know, I, the car was fine. I don't the light is not any... on. Oh, no, no. Tape's off and tape's the light's off. out. Light, light's not blinking anymore. Good. Problem solved. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I get back to South Bend, and, uh, you know, I, I thought everything was fine. Those mechanics just fixed it, you know, thermostat problem, whatever. And uh, my dad then got in the car to go to work. He worked about 10 minutes from our house, and the car just blows up. <laughs> it just, like, it just stopped. Oh. The engine block was almost melted together. <laughs> it was a really, it was a major, major problem. And my dad was just utterly confused. And, of course, he came home and asked me if anything happened. And I said, I don't know. Gosh, you know. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know Car ran like a dream all the way down and all the way back. <laughs> So what oh. I'm trying to figure out is why the car, why did like p- just putting a thermostat in do, and, and did I really ruin his car, I guess? Or was this just a random thing that two Random my foot. <laughs> you wish it. You overheated the engine. Okay. Because, the ther- because the thermostat was malfunctioning, and when the light started to come on, it was telling you the engine was running hot. You why ignored didn't it. Just stay and, on, huh? Why did the light just stay on? Why was it going on and off? Well, it was probably staying on after you put the black tape over it, but you couldn't see it. 
So the light was staying on enough to let you know that the thing was overheating, and the engine got hotter and hotter, and you began to melt the pistons and melt the rings and deform the crankshaft and and stretch out the connecting rods. And then when they put the thermostat in, the new thermostat, you must have just averted a meltdown by seconds. Oh, you think? Oh, I think so. How you made it back for how you did another six hours of driving is somewhat miraculous, actually. Oh. And you are right in thinking that you had nothing to do with it, but you're wrong. And it can only be attributed to the fine engineering of this of the, this Chevrolet engine. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Really? I always thought that was a crappy car, but maybe not. Huh? And, and well, it was after just, you got a hold of it. You know, when, when people say that the engine melted, typically what happens is you throw a rod. It's very okay. common. And okay. you did that. You absolutely, you are absolutely responsible for this engine. Oh. Yeah, when the thing gets really hot, what happens is the bearing material will melt, the connecting rod bearings and the main bearings. And and then uh, you'll, you'll have low oil pressure and the bearing will start, because the bearing is melted, the connecting rod will start slapping against the... the the crankshaft, and next thing you know, the, the, the thing breaks because the bolts can't hold it, and the engine is toast. Oh, okay. Everyone knows that when that temperature light comes on, you stop. No, not everyone. Because no, not, that, not everyone knows that. Because driving with the temperature light on is the kiss of oh, death. Is Dad still alive, or did this kill him? Uh, no, he's still alive. Well, how do you feel now? I mean, now that we've told you that absolutely... Well, well almost have... without a doubt, you were responsible for the demise, the very early demise of this wonderful car that Dad had. I feel bad because he, I know, you know, he yeah. really never knew what happened, and he just thought it was just another bad car. What if we bought. told him? Uh, Would that be bad? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would it be cathartic for you? Now, Christy, I think you need, I think you, you need to resolve this. I mean, just knowing your knowing is not enough. You don't think so? Dad, need, we need Dad's number. But you know. We need his number. <laughs> <laughs> Is he home? Okay. Go ahead. He's at work. We're, we, we'll take the number off the air, but we're calling Dad at work. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. And what's his name? It's Richard. Richard. Right. He's How old is Richard? Richard. He's 60. He just had a birthday. He's 61. 61. He probably would be retired now if he were still making car payments. <laughs> 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 they offered him that early retirement, but he said, no, i got to pay off this Buick well, that I'm driving. Wait, we're going to try to get him. Can you stay on the line, sure. Christy? I mean, you don't mind confronting him about this. He's, he's got a real bad phone manner. I'm just warning you. Oh, don't worry. So, so do, we. do we. Okay. Okay, we're dialing him now. Okay. Christy, do you know if Daddy-O knows us? Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. He, he does? Yeah, our whole family likes the show. Cool. In that case, he's... Likely to hang up on us or not? <laughs> Dick Conklin. Hey, Richard. Yes. This is uh, Tom and Ray Magliazzi from Car Talk. Oh, I'm I'm blessed. <laughs> well, not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. No. We were just talking to your daughter, Christy. Uh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she called to cleanse her soul. Okay. She she called to describe to us a little incident that occurred in 1982 with your Chevy Citation. You may not remember this. You may have tried, oh, to, sure you have tried to block this out. Yeah, uh, seared, I think, is a proper verb. Yeah. She okay. said it, like, threw a rod. You threw a rod. Threw a rod. And, and, and you have no idea why this happened. Uh, have you I had don't. your suspicions all these years? Uh, lack of oil. Yeah. Yeah, but do you know anything else about it? 
Uh, no. You don't know all the dirty there details. There are some things that Pater Familius doesn't want to know. Yeah. Okay, well, well, it, well t- we're going to tell you all the details. She was driving the thing to Bloomington. You knew that. Yes, I knew that. And along the way, the temperature light began flashing. You didn't know that. No. No, you didn't She's know She's never that. told you this. And and she, it was annoying. She, she kept driving without any water in the radiator? Well, worse than that. She put black tape over the light because the light was gone. <laughs> 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 she, At least you can laugh about it, Richard. And she finally coasted into a gas station with the engine glowing. <laughs> and, the, and the two guys that were there told her that she probably had fried it, but they would, they would put a new thermostat in and send her back home. Oh, wonderful. She didn't go home. She didn't go home. She didn't take their advice because the light went out. She went to the party down in in Bloomington, then drove all the way back to South Bend the next day. Ooh. And gave you the car, making you think that everything was just hunky-dory. And she's been living living a life of... Of sin, deception. crime, and deception. Well, now, I think you would ask if, if 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 she if she recounted the story to us correctly, you would ask her if anything unusual had happened on her trip, and she denied it. Yeah, she said no, no, fine, no, no problems. Well, she can't live with this lie she's, she's, anymore. She's with us right now, Dick. Oh no. Yeah, Christy. Hi, Dad. Uh, hi, Dad. <laughs> hi, Dad. Sure. Hi, Chrissy. <laughs> Chrissy, you didn't tell him about the broken axle on the 1966 Buick. I didn't break that axle. <laughs> didn't, didn't, uh, Come on, Christy, come the, clean. I had nothing to do with Nova. Dad, you bought me that broken axle car for $500 and sent me, like, on my merry way. That's why that axle broke. That thing was a lemon. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Tom and Ray, you've got to realize that uh, my daughter is the car is what uh, Alban Berg is to Melody, you know, the expressionist conductor. Yes. Well, oh, whatever. Uh, oh, look boy. At the country ought to be thankful that she's now in a city with decent public transportation. <laughs> so you, you don't hold it against her that, that she withheld this crucial information all these years. Well, not in this public forum you want. I, no. I love my daughter. That's you love my your daughter. Comment. Isn't it something? Ah. Uh, Thanks, Dad. <laughs> is, is Christy your only your only child? Uh, she's my only daughter. She's, she's only my daughter. only limits tester. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christy, I mean, do you have do you want to make like a, a formal public apology to Daddy O, both for wrecking his car and for living this life of deception for fifteen years? <laughs> but I've suffered for this. Well, so well, Dad, you, you have you have suffered. You, for... you didn't suffer any more than my pocketbook at the time. <laughs> Did it cost a lot? I can't well, remember. Uh, Fred and Jim's garage bought a boat. In the, uh, <laughs> for each of them. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it was terminal. It had to be reconstructed from scratch. Oh, yeah, no, it's yeah. terminal. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think oh, yeah. this, this, this warrants a, a full-scale apology. Oh, come on, you guys. Come on, Christy. <laughs> and some groveling and, and maybe a few tears. Like, Dad, oh, I'm sorry. It's 15 years ago. Ah! <laughs> There is no statute of limitations on deception to your father. Oh, my God. And there's no statute of limitations on forgiveness either. Oh, Uh, God bless you, Richard. See, isn't he nice? Okay, I'm sorry, Dad. (laughs) Boy, that that sounded real heartfelt. (laughs) Sorry, Dad. Hey, hey, that's as much as you're going to get out of it. It sounds that way. Well, she's your daughter, not ours. Good luck. <laughs> Thank God. Okay, hey, Richard, you're a wonderful guy. Oh, thanks, much. <laughs> Have a nice day. Okay, you too. See you. See you later. See you, okay. Christy. Bye, okay, Christy. Bye, bye, Try to be good. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Christy. See ya. Yeah, we'll leave you two to chat. Bye, bye. <laughs>
oh, don't I love solving these little familial conflicts? <laughs> All right, look, it's time to take another short break. Well, why don't we ever take any long breaks? Well, we will eventually. It's called getting cancer. <laughs> but for now, we'll be back in just a minute. Well, I like old cars. I like the visual style. A Detroit look really drives me wild. All that chrome just makes me smile. And even though the good humor man heaves a box of frozen strawberry shortcakes at his radio whenever he hears <laughs> us say it, this is NPR National Public. We're back listening to Car Talk with Don't us. Don't do that! You woke me up out of a deep sleep. <laughs> <laughs> We're Click and Clack the Tapper Brothers, and we're here to discuss cars, car repair, and the, the new, oh, the used puzzler. Oh, used. Now, new and used. As both of our listeners know, every summer the puzzler goes on vacation, and this is its chance to get refreshed, renewed, reinvigorated, reinvented, what? And less losses. <laughs> but we know that some of you just can't go a whole week without a car talk puzzle. So for you, we have what? Psychopharmaceutical <laughs> drug therapy. <laughs> no, for you, we have our classic puzzler archive. Every week yes. at the Puzzlers on Vacation, we'll post a classic car talk puzzler on our website. So if you're bored at work, bored on vacation, just head to cartalk.com, and every week you'll find a brand new used <laughs> Brand, new Brand new used used puzzler. puzzler. There, how's that? Yippee! Now, if you want to call us, yeah. What's that, the number? One eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight double eight double two seven eighty two double five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. I am Sharon, and I live in Silver Spring, Maryland. Hi, Sharon. And I have a 1991 Taurus mm -hmm. with seventy five thousand miles on it. And while I was working, I would pay mechanics any amount of money to give me peace of mind and make my car work. Yeah. But now I'm retired. Uh-oh. And I have just been given two quotes for a noise, a very lurid noise. Oh, lurid, eh? Lurid noise. Every time I turn the steering wheel, the, the, the car makes a sound that kind of goes, mm, oh, oh. <laughs> oh could, you, could you do that again? <laughs> If you don't get emotionally involved. <laughs> no, I won't. I promise I won't. But, but I'm going to record it this time. <laughs> when I turn the steering wheel. Either, either way, left or right. Left or right. You're sitting stopped. I'm stopped or going. Or moving. Or moving. Yeah. Okay. It makes this noise and it kind of goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sort of like. You You're gonna... interested in selling this car? <laughs> <laughs> I live in a retirement community, yeah. and we have a wonderful little old gentleman who uh, fixes cars. Oh, that's good. And uh, he came over and told me it was going to take uh, between $285 and $325 to fix this problem. Because he wants to replace the power steering pump. No. 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 Because um, he just replaced, um, let me see, the sway bar links. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I have another theory. <laughs> 
I think I know what he wants to replace. What? He wants to replace the bearings at the top of each of the front struts. Mm, I think it may be, but when I took it to get a second opinion from the guy up the street, he said, oh, all the Tauruses do that. Don't pay any attention to it. Oh, so his quote is zero. Yes, and so somewhere between $285 and zero is the truth, I fear. Hmm. Well, I wrote down when you described you off a little problem. I wrote on my little sheet of paper that I forty-two fifty. I wrote two twenty-five. Two twenty-five. That's what I wrote. I wrote one forty-two fifty. <laughs> you did. Uh, somewhere between there. Then. I see. I see. That makes it uh, one eighty-six seventy-five. Okay. And that's it. Well, we've discovered on a few tori that we've had in the shop that if you put the car on the lift and let the suspension hang, that somehow or another it disturbs that that bearing that's on top of the strut and we've had to on a few occasions either take that thing apart and clean it up and grease it or actually replace it for this noise to go away Mm. this is relatively easy to check because you can it'll make the noise anytime you want it to and so someone can raise up the hood and listen to see if the noise is coming from the power steering pump or from these little bearings oh i see i don't think I would fix this because I think you have the rare opportunity in the retirement complex to parlay this into some serious cash. <laughs> well, my husband was trying to figure out some way to make, you know, to make uh, some extra cash. Then. Well, you can take some of those old geezers around for a ride. And I, think do it. I don't think it's dangerous. Yeah. In fact, well, I know I, if it's what it is, if it's what I think it is, I, I I'm pretty sure it's not dangerous. But you should have the whole front end checked out. And I would suggest you take it to a Ford dealer. Ooh. And let them give you a third opinion. Okay. See you, Sharon. But in in neither case is it dangerous. Well, both people told me it wasn't dangerous. Good. So I've continued to ride around with it, but yeah. I, I really can't take the ladies out with me because they, they get along. <laughs> they get all excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's good. You know. I think I that's good. It. You might be you might be the new healer <laughs> <laughs> at the retirement community. Like that Viagra, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Sharon. See? Thanks for calling. Thanks so much. <laughs> bye bye. One eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hey, this is Parker from Northampton. Hi, Parker. Parker. Hi. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Northampton, Massachusetts. Yeah, oh, I know where that is. Yeah. Yeah, so what's up? Um, well, so I got this uh, 1967 Chevy Nova station wagon, oh. and um, I got it from this guy for $223, and uh, so it basically... 223 What was it? Well, it was, was 225 but uh, I talked him down. Oh, you chiseled him down? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Well, that's the equivalent, actually, of getting them to knock off a few hundred dollars, on or a, a few thousand. On a real car. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you did great. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's given me lots of problems, but I've managed to figure out most of them. But um, one time when uh, I actually had to bring it to someone who knew more about it than I did, this mechanic told me that um, there was something like um, a broken rocker arm or something like that in the Mm. engine. And he said that um, there was no way for it to be... um, repaired or like disengaged so it, the engine could run on the rest of the cylinders or whatever <laughs> and um he said that it's going to end up destroying itself like in a violent ugly death it's gonna it's gonna put a hole through the side of the engine and gonna like 
destroy itself. And I just wonder if when my car dies, is it going to take me with it? Is this going to be like a well, dangerous accident? This is a, a six-cylinder. This has a six-cylinder engine, right? Yeah. Yeah, but this, this you has, sure he said broken rocker arm? I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm not positive, but there's like a loud ticking sometimes. Well, yeah, yeah. I suspect you have a collapsed lifter. Yeah, but I mean, a broken rocker arm is not going to throw itself through the side of the engine, nor is a collapsed no. lift. How about a broken connecting rod? Does yeah. that sound Maybe better? That might have been it. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, because a rocker arm costs about 10 bucks, and it's trivial to replace. Yeah, you oh, okay. he would have fixed that. Yeah, okay, well, then that must not This was something it. that was very expensive to repair, right? Yeah, he said the only way around it would be to get a new engine. Yeah, connecting rod. And yeah, so he said, like, it's going to put a hole through itself. And so I've been driving this car around all the time, you know, and I've gone, like, on the turnpike and everything. Oh, and, oh you fool. <laughs> and, yeah, see, that's what I wonder. Am I being a foolish, naive, Yeah. you know, is this another bad decision made all, in all my of, youth? All of those things. In fact, you may be a moron. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, this is going to really be a uh, – this is going to be quite an exciting thing when it happens. Okay, that's what and I was The truth is, about. I don't think you want to miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have almost experienced this. Uh-huh. I didn't throw a rod, but I – you should pardon the expression – sucked a valve. Wow. And the same thing happens. The engine immediately stops. Mm-hmm. I mean, immediately. Just yeah. about as immediately as anything can happen. <laughs> One second, the engine's going, and then boom. It stops and it makes a lot of noises. Yeah, uh, and it's pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, but you probably won't get hurt unless, of course, you happen to be just pulling away from that semi <laughs> that's coming down the highway and you're just crossing in front of. Or you're it. cutting off a right. semi. Uh, yeah, right. then you, then you sure you could get hurt. Right. But I mean, that could happen by running out of gas. I mean, yeah. that could happen with right. all that, kinds of things. That would be an in, indirect result of the engine failing. Exactly. But right. the, not as a direct result of the engine failing are you going to die. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, just as my brother enjoyed sucking his valve. I think. <laughs> well, Whatever. you know, this, is, uh, this reminds me of my father-in-law's theory of life and death. Which father-in-law? One, two, three. <laughs> father-in-law number three. Oh. <laughs> father-in-law number three says... I mean, people have been telling him for like maybe 50, 60 years that he's overweight. And his theory is it's better to be overweight. He said, because us big guys, we, we don't. We big guys. We big guys, we don't linger. You, we get a heart attack and <laughs> boom. Or a cerebral hemorrhage or something like <laughs> that. He said, we're gone in a second. Just like throwing a rod oh yeah that's the way you want to go he said other people they do the jogging and they watch their diets he said and pretty soon they're lying in the hospital dying of nothing yeah and they linger and they linger well, of course and you must live by definition because there's nothing there's wrong nothing with you wrong with you so you get all these horrible diseases sooner or later and all your family has to worry about you come to visit you in the hospital he says when i go but they're not even going to know it bingo god i can see the bumper sticking out eat heavy don't live long enough to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't live long enough to get a horrible disease. And he's right. He's a brilliant man, that well, father-in-law number three. Parker, don't linger. Go out and drive this thing at 80. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what it sounds like. See you later. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. No, 65. No, 65 is the speed limit in Northampton. Oh, right. Route 2. Well, he can drive 80 for a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. one eight 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 888 car talk or one eight 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 two two seven. 8255. Hello, you're on car. This is Cindy in San Diego. 
Hi, Cindy in San Diego. Hi, San Diego. It's actually Cynthia, but that just seems a little a bit much. So. Cynthia is actually a beautiful name. Cynthia you think so? Is yes. A nice name. What, the, is Cynthia, what does Cynthia mean? Does it have a meaning? It oh, actually man. means moon goddess. What? I thought Celine was the moon goddess. No, no. Celine was that waitress that you used to <laughs> <laughs> oh, that restaurant we went to. Oh, oh, oh yeah. you remember? Oh, oh, yeah. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have brought that up. No. Yeah, you, so, you said she was a goddess. <laughs> I did, I know. <laughs> now, Cynthia, Cynthia, Cynthia is, is so much prettier than Cindy. Okay, I'm changing it. There you go. Yeah, Cynthia. This is Cynthia from San Diego. Hi, Cynthia. What Hello. a snob you must be. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Cynthia, what's up? Okay, well... I'm an artist and a graphic designer. Oh. I work very late at night usually when I'm painting, and I uh, I was I was up late night working one evening, and suddenly the light bulb went off in my head that said, "Oh, that's right, I I have to put oil in my car. My I have a 535i, an 88535i." Oh, art been very very good to Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and indeed. I love the car. Yeah, I bet it's a great car. So, you, so the light bulb goes off. It's it's the middle of the night. You're painting away, and you say, "I got to put oil." I got to put oil in, in the bimmer. Right. So I had gone earlier to the store and purchased my monthly supply of Maylocks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a quart of Castrol uh, 2050. Sure, yeah. Oh, don't tell me you put the Maalox in the engine. <laughs> I had poured about a quarter of it in there, and I looked at the thing, and I went, oh, my God, it's Maalox. <laughs> you really did put the Maalox in the engine. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> now this has interesting possible consequences. I'm thinking that I have created the miracle cure for engines. You may have. And this could last. I mean, this engine can just go on forever. I mean, well, you may have discovered the secret ingredient in STP. <laughs> exactly. How would exactly. we know? Exactly. Just tell me, you didn't also go upstairs and take a swig of the castrol? <laughs> no. No. I then add the quart of mortar oil. Oh, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> the you didn't add very much Maalox. You put a couple of spoons full in, right? Oh, I put about maybe a quarter cup. A quarter of a cup. A quarter of a cup. Yeah, forget it. So I put more oil in it, and then I, I think I put too much oil in it because the dipstick is reading far over. Well, if it's reading so far over, I was just hoping I was just hoping that I could drive it until it used up all that oil. Well, better than that, I I, I think. I mean, because we don't know what the Maalox is going to do. I think you might want to change it for two reasons. You know, it's not good to have the thing overfilled because the oil will foam. And that's potentially more detrimental than, than the Maalox. Oh. But the Maalox may also help it to foam. Yeah. 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 And that would be not so good. Well, when I've checked the dipstick and, you know, like taken off the, the thing for the oil, yeah. I don't see any evidence of, of Oh, no. It consumed that Maalox. It, oh, it, it did. Oh, yeah. That Maalox is gone. I'm not in terrible trouble. No, the chalk just got... the. the Chalk got, just got, got coated on all the silver. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I swear, this car is going to go for 500,000 miles. Well, it, I'll tell you, it would be interesting. Now, obviously, this thing uses some oil. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been... You wouldn't have just been a little there. tiny bit. You know, the, the 535 is very sensitive, and if it's like down a teaspoonful of any fluid, a light comes on, it's yeah. a check warning, it's got computers all over the I mean, place. how often do you have to add a quart of oil? Oh, maybe every thousand miles. Well, I, I, just as just as a matter of safety, I would have the oil and filter changed. Okay. But it'll be interesting to see if your oil consumption changes dramatically one way or the other due to this one week or so of of, of the Maalox treatment. 
And you, I'm telling you, you may, you may, have, may have discovered, have, I may discovered have, something. I may have solved my oil consumption or problem. Or you may have wrecked the engine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going and, with number two. Yeah. And then I'm talking very expensive. Yeah, no, I rather doubt you did any damage to the engine. Nah. You, you'd be yeah, amazed. Yeah, fine. You'd be sure. amazed what, what happens to engines that, that it, nobody ever tells us. Yeah, no, they're fine. it's fine. <laughs> See you, Cynthia. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Well, it's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Our esteemed producer is Doug, the subway fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Bongo Boy Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the barbarian, and David Gibraltar Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug, the old gray mayor. Our engineer is John Cartman Perotti, and our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor just back from the Baltimore Apple Corps Petty Four Roasted Boar Lobster Thermidor Fat Galore Food Tour is John Bugsy Lawler. <laughs> In the studio with us as we speak. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Margin of Error. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzov. Our Ralph Cramden impersonator from the Dubai office is Mohammed Ahmed Ahmed. <laughs> Our disciplinarian this week is Don Fuller Round. Our anger management counselor is Tara Ono. Our Russian chauffeur, <laughs> our Russian chauffeur is Pikov and Dropov. <laughs> our mother-in-law liaison is Stella Paint Diaz, who's married to our father-in-law liaison Royal Paint Diaz, who are the proud parents of a teenage daughter Sasha Paint Diaz and a brother in the military Major Paint Diaz, and they have a dog Toto Paint Diaz <laughs> and a distant cousin in Mexico City, Jaime, Royal Paint Diaz, and a recently discovered uncle from Warsaw, Zbigniew Diaz. <laughs> And the head of our Working Mother Support Group, of course, is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is you, Lewis Dewey, known to the academics without summer houses moping through Harvard Square as Yui Louie Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack the Tappert Brothers. Don't and remember, drive. don't drive like my brother. <laughs> don't drive like me. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> CDs of the show, which is number 729, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk gifts are available at 888-CAR-JUNK or by going to the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com. Also this week at cartalk.com, complete details on how to get rid of your old car without having to sell it. Does this involve throwing the keys on the front seat, leaving it unlocked, and calling Cousin Munzio's tip line? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no. It, it's the Car Talk Vehicle Donation Program, oh. where you can donate your car and benefit your favorite local public radio station. Details available all week at cartalk.com.
Car Talk is a production of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe and WBUR in Boston. And even though the NPR cafeteria ladies put our egg salad sandwiches on the windowsill to bake whenever they hear <laughs> us say it, this is NPR National Public Radio.